welcome to A Galaxy Not So Far Away, a Mysterious Galaxy podcast. I'm your host, Becca. And I'm Gary. And today we have with us Victoria. Hello. Oh, look, hey. you didn't leave. <laughs> surprise, surprise. No, <laughs> we kept you around. You. I'm about to pick uh-huh. up my popcorn pen. Oh, oh no, no, stop. Don't do it, please. <laughs> um... So, welcome to the show. Today, we are going to be talking about books that are focused on romance, but have a greater focus on uh, self-love and, like, putting yourself first and that sort of thing. Because uh, Gary and I were discussing and, you know, I was just thinking out loud about how I feel like during the romance season or whatever, people tend to... Put their yeah. own self-care to the wayside. Yeah, Valentine's Day shouldn't all be about another person. Yeah, you know, like, I, a lot of people, you know, g- can put a lot of effort and strain into big gifts and big events and things like that. So I just thought it would be nice to do an episode where we talk about, like, the balance and yeah. books that show good examples of that. Taking care of yourself. Yeah. Exactly. I I am definitely I don't have any like like actual romance picks that fit this theme because I don't read a lot of romance. So I'm definitely going to defer to y'all on this one. Um, But the the one book that I put on my list that I was thinking of, like, what is a good like sort of self-affirmational thing is Matt Haig's comfort book, which isn't even like fiction. I think it's just like daily affirmations in things. Oh, but he's nice. Yeah, but he's also the author of um The Midnight Library and uh How to Stop Time. And uh How to Stop Time is very much about like overcoming the trauma of your past. Like he moves back to where he grew up in London. And uh, it's chapters of like him trying to start a new life with like flashback chapters of what happened to him in this place before he moved away and the death of his wife and the loss of his child. Honestly, Um, I feel like that totally fits the bill, especially like with the like, I mean, he had a wife like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, like I, I the idea was born of, you know, you and I discussing sort of like a Valentine's like romance. Yeah. And so, like, that was where the idea, you know, I think started. But, you know, at the end of the day, not every story needs romance in mm-hmm. it. And I yeah. think that it's it's good that we have a couple examples that are just... Yeah. And I think I think the conceit of the thing that I like, the conceit of how to stop time is that uh, this character is hundreds of years old, like he stopped aging. And so the London that he returns to, he hasn't been to since his wife died during the Black Plague 400 yeah. years ago. So it's a very different London in his flashbacks than it is in like modern day. Um, But then it becomes like a search for his daughter because uh, rumor has it his daughter was like him and he didn't know it all this time. And so she might be out there somewhere. Damn. Uh Uh-huh. That's a really good conceit. Yeah. I really like it. Um, Matt Haig used to write a bunch of like self-help books and um, things about like getting over suicidal ideation and like severe depression and things like that, that he had dealt with in his personal life. And I think that very much comes through in his fiction. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Uh, Victoria, would you like to share? Uh, uh, sure. All of mine, I, I'm going to say now, um, are romance. Um, Cause that's all I've read so far this year. That's fair. Um, 
I think all of, almost all of mine are romance, except for uh, one. I think one of mine... One of mine's just a graphic novel, and I'll actually start with that one. It's Pixels of You by... Let's Ooh. see if I can not butcher these names horribly. Aneth Hirsch and Yuko Oda. Um, yeah. I just got an arc of that, and it's so cute, and it's about two girls, and they are complete polar opposites. One is this really, like, pretty, like, a delicate character, and the other is more of, like, this, like, grungier, like, leave me alone, I really don't want to talk to anybody character, and they are forced... So relatable. Right? They're forced to work together for the art gallery they both internship at. And in that, they discover they have a lot more in common than they originally thought. And it's really just about accepting yourself as who you are, as well as allowing others to see that part of you that you might not want them to see. And it's just, it's, it's so pretty. And I stayed up. I feel like that's something that we all like struggle with. I think it is. I really think we all have parts of ourselves. We don't want others to see and now that I'm saying that, I'm really noticing a theme in all of the books I've picked. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. And um, really wanting to hide that and appear, for lack of better words, picture perfect to the world. We don't mm-hmm. want anyone to see what we're struggling with, what maybe our home life is like, that even yeah. if we come from a great, you know, a family that's very, very well off. We want to seem like we have it all, even if we've had a fight tooth and nail. Um, so I really liked that with uh, yeah. Pixels of You, is it really showed that it's okay to show people your faults. Um, I think... I'm trying to think about what I want to talk about first for my list. I think I will talk about Bloom. Okay. Okay. So, Bloom is a book, it's by, uh, well, it's a graphic novel by um, Kevin Panetta and uh, illustrated by uh, Savannah Gonachow. Um, I just really love this book. It's about, so it's about Ari and Hector, and Ari is like, he works at his family's bakery and is like thinking about moving away with his band. Um... But the thing that's holding him back from doing it is, like, he doesn't want to abandon his family and he needs to, like, train a new person to take over and stuff. And, uh, you know, Hector moves to town and is like, yeah, I mean, like, I love to bake. I would be interested. And so uh, a, a relationship develops between the two of them as they, you know, continue through, like, his training and stuff. But, at the like core of the story it's really about like how both of them see themselves and like see love as something they are or aren't worthy of and like a huge running theme in it is like expectations oh, oh I love that and like uh that's beautiful like you know a, a huge factor of it is Ari and the expectations that he feels to like, you know, take care of his family and of the business and to not move away. But then also the expectations he feels from his like band and from his friends to move away and to continue that part of life. And 
it's just like the romance is like a really sweet thing that happens in the midst of these like bigger topics. That's yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. And there is a sequel coming out, I believe. Let me double check. <laughs> is it uh as somebody who doesn't read a lot of of romance? Uh-huh. Uh, is it traditional that like sequels to romance books follow like different couples? Because I feel like that's so, a thing that I've noticed that happens a lot when we discuss it, them in our it's new releases. Pretty, like so, it's about I would say like a seventy-five twenty-five, seventy-five percent of the chance if there's sequels, it's new couples, but the characters are um in and out of the books. So like yeah, um, okay. This is definitely part of the other 25% because uh, this book, which is expected to come out next year... Is the same couple. Uh, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's been over a year since the end of the first book. Yeah. And this is a um, jump forward. Yeah, because like... Got it. Like, I'm looking at my list right now, and besides, like, one of them, I know all of them are in some form of series. Actually, probably besides two of them. Um... And all of them that are in a series, those characters are in and out of the books. Like, some of them, you've met, like, the main girl of the second book and the first book. Um, but most of the time, it's new couples, same world, same, like, cast list. It's just different leads. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, um, you and I have both read... The Kiss Quotient books, yes. right? Uh, all but I yeah. think the last one, because I can't. Okay, yeah. So, I've read all three of them, and uh, it's definitely that. Like, the first book, the the couple that develops and is in it, like, the, the characters that they have relationships with, like, their friends mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. loved ones and stuff, that is who it, the next two books are about. Like, those people okay. are attached to the original, per- like, uh, main couple, and that main couple, like, sparsely shows up i think it definitely happens more in other books that i've read than in the kiss quotient trilogy okay um like i mean like the the character might show up for like a chapter yeah or like an interaction yeah but nothing like super like uh like the other another book i have this manga that i have on my list uh sweat and soap um there are multiple different couples in it and like certain chapters will just like focus on them but ultimately sweat and soap is about the main two yeah okay so like i have uh one one series by lauren asher on mine and that is the dirty air series and um it's four books throttled collided wrecked redeemed and mm-hmm. they, these titles yeah it's all about f1 racing so they're kind of like the first ones are all oh. about like that, and then redeemed is that makes but... that makes so much more sense my mind was in the gutter <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i mean <laughs> i mean it's deliberate these, these right like, like they're double rings. entendre yes um, <laughs> these are like four four and a half flames each throttled um, okay yeah. yeah i was gonna say throttled really <laughs> yeah they're they're high they're spicy um, but what I really love about <laughs> each one of them, so there's four main boys, um, Liam, Jax, Noah, and Santi, and they're all in all four, and then, um, 
like the main girl in Throttled is friends with the main girl in Collided. Um, and what I like about these books is each pairing, they have their own like hangups, their own reasons for maybe not wanting to be in a committed relationship at first. Um, yeah. Okay. Like Noah is really scared to like settle down. Liam has a very... Okay, I'm going to pause. Are you going to put trigger warnings on your warning, on our descriptions? I can. Okay. Cause, we can. Yeah, I'm going to have you do Whatever that. Whatever you need. Because Collided, okay. Liam's first chapter starts with Liam's brother's wife, so his sister-in-law, who he's, like, best friends with, dying in childbirth. Oh, oh my gosh. god. It's And Liam is just, he can't, like, he's like, how am I supposed to fall in love with someone if A, I'm a mess. After that. And B, I can't yeah. even let myself form that friendship because it's going to get taken away from me. And so yeah. he, he has to do some major healing to be able to get with Sophia, who's the is it Sophie or Sophia? I think it's Sophie. The main girl in that. And I really loved seeing his um, healing process and how he's able to take that stuff and being able to, like, be with someone. Um, and then in yeah. Wrecked, Wrecked is, is perfectly titled because it wrecks you. Um, <laughs> that is its own warning. <laughs> But the main two people, um, Jax and Elena, each have their own issues. Jack's mother has Huntington's disease, and he also suffers from major anxiety and doesn't want to speak to a therapist because why should he tell a stranger his feelings? And Elena has her own anxiety problems that come from, again, trigger warning, uh, having her parents murdered. And her grandmother have Alzheimer's. I swear, I'm reading books that, like, I think need just big, bold trigger warnings. Um, Yeah. So they, and they both have to not only try to, like, heal themselves and realize that they are worth everything under the sun. And they deserve everything under the sun. Because Jax is majorly like, I don't deserve it all. I'm going to just burn everything to the ground anyway. Um, So I like those books that they learn that self-love in them yeah you know i i i think that that's how i felt about all the feels Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know if you've read the the follow-up spoiler alert by olivia dade i love those um i love both of those books so much even though i almost tore my face off trying to like wade through the slow burn of the second (laughs) book just because I am a slow burn baby. Slow burns are um, hard. They can get like... It's so hard. You just want to like push them together and be like, hey, now kiss. Stop it. Literally the whole time, like I would just like put the book down for a second and be like, I love Olivia Dade. We are friends now and I'm going to finish this because it's going to be good. And it was good. Like I wouldn't take it back. I, I'll probably reread it. But like the the difference, I think in spoiler alert, right? Like the main character, she already has self-love and self-confidence. Yeah. She is self-actualized, independent woman. And, like, Alex, the main character, the the main male character of the second book, and really, I'm going to say the main character. I feel like it focused much more... On him. Ultimately on him. Um, it's really just... One half of it is him accepting 
Like, he knows he has ADHD, but I think a big part of that book is him accepting, like, these symptoms are not escapable, Mm -hmm. and they do affect his daily life and his personality in a way that he doesn't like. Um, But then, minor spoiler, I guess, part of, you know, his self-love actualization comes through, like, having, like, a heart-to-heart with his mother and being, like, forgiven for things that he blames himself for that aren't realistically not his fault. And I think that she just did such a good job with the whole, like, uh, with the way that she, like, laid out that development. Yeah. That's incredible. I I am, like, glad you brought up Olivia Dade because I was thinking as we were talking about this topic of, like, the interview that you and Jenny did with her and just the fact that that was, like, a common theme of the discussion. That y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think a huge disconnect for a lot of, like, I mean, like, I'm just going to talk about it, like, from my own experience, like, a huge disconnect for me watching, like, romance-based stuff or reading romance-based stuff is that, like, the care a lot of the female leads didn't necessarily have like self-esteem mm. they had esteem that was like built up by others you know telling them this that and the other right or like esteem that came from being like a beauty standard sure. that mm-hmm. sort of thing but like fat people and fat women especially and fat female-bodied individuals like myself have to learn to care about themselves because of like the constant aggressive fat phobia you have to deal with in your daily life yeah and like i think especially you know like dealing with the realization that for a lot of us like i don't think that necessarily we want to admit it out loud we are scared when we're single that we may always be Mm. because we are fat like and because people are awful about that oh yeah and so i just do you have more to add I mean, I do, um, as someone who's not a size two or even a size eight, um, it's always like when I read romance, um, a lot of the time it's to escape. It's to go into a story, which no, no real, none of the books I read are really like predictable, but when you go into romance, you know, okay. It's going to start out like this. We're going to hit some bumps, but I'm going to get an HEA, which is a happily ever after. You you know yeah. that going into a romance book that unless it's a multi-series book with the same couple, you're going to get your happily ever after ending. Honestly, I don't even like wonder. I don't even wonder if something will go wrong anymore. I just wonder if it will actually like make my gut drop. Mm, yeah, yeah. So like, like if the twist or drama will be so like, <gasps> oh, I know I've, I, I've read a few books where like, I've literally gasped and been like, shoot, did I wake up? <laughs> um, but two books I really love that have bigger girls. One is Night Play by Sherilyn Kenyon. It is a urban fantasy romance. I think I've talked about her in almost every podcast I've been Literally in. Literally every podcast. Um, You've talked about her on every single episode without right? fail. Probably. She's one of my favorite authors out there. I love her to death. Um, Nightfly has a girl. Her name's called Birdie. It's spelled like Bride. Um, and up until two years ago in my head, I always read it as Bride until I saw I was saying it wrong on her website. 
Um, oh, <laughs> but, no. she, but she's like a size 18, 20 girl. And I loved reading a romance. And she loved that. She's like, this is me. I'm not going to lose weight for a guy. I don't care what they say. I'm a big, curvy Irish woman. And you can either take it or leave it. Um, like she does have hangups with things she wears and, and that kind of stuff. But like, especially once she gets with Vane, who is this like Adonis like guy, um, in her eyes. Cause you know, he's very tall, very fit, very muscular. Um, but he just loves her for her. And probably one of my favorite scenes, which is the most romantic thing he does in the whole book. They're at dinner with her family and, she says, no, mom, I'm not going to have like some of your, your cake. And he cuts a slice for her and puts it on her plate. Cause he knows she really wants it. Aww. And to me, just signifying, like, I love you and I'm going to be with you no matter what you eat as someone who like, when I was in the dating field, I'm like, well, shoot, do I get the salad at dinner? Cause then it doesn't look like I'm trying to eat everything. Like was just so like yeah. touching. Can I, can I, like, pose something and, like, get your opinion on it? Of course. I I do feel, like, I, obviously, I love these stories. Like, we're talking about books that you and I have both read and enjoy. Yeah. But I do, like, sometimes feel, like, a sadness that all of the stories in, like, f- even from, like, fellow fat-bodied people about, like, fat people in romance, like, there always has to be, like, some form of like preconceived like doubt and like that usually is coming from like the fat character having disbelief that the more typically attractive character would find them attractive or like want to be with them and like I just like I want so badly for like a story to just have a fat lead and like not talk like it doesn't have to be a thing like I I think that like it's important for us to have stories where it is discussed but like you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think I, I think, think it, it would be so nice. There's so many books for for straight size people where the the body size and weight and whatever is not brought up. I definitely think that there should be some books where it's kind of just like a, okay, here's what I look like and moving on. Yeah. Um. I like yeah. I'm fat. I, no, it's not a problem I for think me. There's, Why, yeah. There's some books out there like Love Con by Teresa Glass where it is actually important to the story for the characters to say yes I'm bigger yes I'm not a size two and I don't care what you say I'm gonna do this because the main character I 100% there, agree like the, the main character in that book is her name's Kiki um or she goes by Kiki and she is a bigger black girl and she straight out says I'm gonna cosplay as whoever I want I don't care what you say Anyone she would have cosplay is whatever they want, no matter their size, gender, color, doesn't matter. I love um, it. So, so in stories, and she's, I love her so much. Um, I love that book so much. A thousand percent. Like, that book, right, that book calls for it. Yes. Like it, I do think there's, I do it's, agree it's with you. It's used as a pivotal part of it. Yes, I do like, agree. Like, it, it's about her identity and what she is trying to, like, talk about in the world. And, like, exactly. definitely, especially with something fashion, like, or like um passion related when it comes to a physical thing like of course your body is going to come up yes. and doubly so when you have an intersectional person at like an identity exactly um, uh, yeah 
But yeah, I do think there's some books where it should just be glossed over. Like, I just, I, I can't help but, like, sometimes feel almost an apprehension now when I see, like, a, like, a plus-size character with, like, a traditionally, stereotypically, like, handsome guy Mm -hmm. on a romance cover. Just because it's, like, that's not, like, this isn't, I don't think that this is really, like, progress at the end of the day, right? Like, I want to see a wide variety across the board. Like, it doesn't always have to be, like, could you believe? Like, yeah, he has a heart. He loves her for who she is. Like, I would love to see a romance book with, like, two fat people on the cover. Yeah, it feels like like the opposite of, like, the old sitcom problem, where you have the, like, schlubby dude with, like, a gorgeous wife, and it's... It's almost like it's I wanted... because it's the two different demographics, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. the TV thing was for men. Yeah. And the books yeah. feel yeah. like... Definitely. Yeah. It's just, like, interesting because uh, as a guy, like... I don't know. I'm Tell not us. a heavy we set. We want to know your male as, opinion yeah, this time. I, I'm not a heavy set dude. Like, I grew up, like, really thin. Like, I, I was, like, not a masculine, muscular, still not am that person growing up. And there isn't a lot of content that's out there that's like body positivity for guys in that way. Like sitcoms just sort of like ignore talking about that thing, right? It's mm-hmm. just like they this use is it a, as a yeah, joke. It, it's like exactly. that's the thing is they use it as a part of fat phobia. Like if you're uh-huh. not, or like rather like body. This phobia. is the problem like, that I have with part like of uh, the... like Thor in. Um, yeah. Endgame. Oh, uh, well, that was it just was straight out fat phobic. Really like, hard it wasn't, to watch. Like, it, I was literally like, I almost cried in the theater because I could not believe that all of them were so okay. Yeah, it's disgusting. With like relentlessly uh, like be like, like I thought that Tessa it, Thompson like, was the only person who like acted it well. Mm-hmm. Like she showed like genuine concern and like yeah, she poked a little fun at him, but never in a way to like make him feel bad yeah it's there's not it's not demeaning in in the way that it comes across in most of the rest of that film which is just like like you said hard to watch and can i say one thing yeah. though gary i do just want to say though that like the average the regular body guy has always had his place especially no, you're totally in like right. media like think about like i love seth rogan i have such a big crush on him but he has been the lead in so many romances mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as the like normal like kind of chubby losery stoner guy yeah alongside like the gorgeous whatever like and i love like he's very but i'm just saying like it's definitely out there definitely. right but i agree like the way that it's being presented it's never been a focus most of, of the time is like there, there. I just don't feel like there's a lot of content that's doing this thing that we are trying to admire in other fiction of like, it's okay no matter what you look like kind of deal. Like, I very much felt a lot of pressure as like a scrawny kid growing up for like not being the masculine ideal. And like, that's oh, for really sure. something mm-hmm. that like guys aren't invited to talk about. Um... And it's crazy because, like, guys created that dynamic. Like, men created the pressure you feel to not talk about it, especially with other men. It's self-perpetuating. And, like, 
I don't have an answer for how to fix it, but it's something that I can like point at and be like, hey, this is something I know I struggle with. And I would and admire like, to But see like it. you do you are doing something about it, right? Like talking about it and pointing out that it's a problem and using like a platform to the advantage to like discuss that issue. That's why I appreciate like, like you are doing talking to y'all about something. this because I know that I have this like space. Yeah, and I think that's no, the thing absolutely. is you ha- is like knowing that you have a safe space where you can say these are my hangups is important and it just stinks that that space can't be bigger because of other people being like, well, no, you're fine. Yeah, and it, yeah. I just think it's really, I just think it's really fascinating. Like, it doesn't always have to be about like body appearance necessarily, but like, I don't think there is a lot of fiction for men that are dealing with like growth and like any sort of self actualization, right? Like, it's always I male agree. power. So fantasy. much of what's out there about like male growth and development is either like i feel that it either you know most oftentimes comes from men that have like a questionable background and maybe shouldn't be creating that type of discussion and maybe have ulterior motives to creating that discussion Mm -hmm. um sort of like a remember a while like it was a couple years ago but a bunch of dudes in the comic book industry were retweeting and like pledging their like agreeance to this like tweet that was like basically like I promise not to sexually harass or like assault my co my female co-workers mm, mm-hmm. like you know around that time yes. when all of the like allegations were coming out this. and like that like that is like not a healthy thing to do right that's like a performative red flag yeah, sort of performative space. is exactly mm-hmm. the but, word. Like, but like there there should be and i'm sure there are spaces for like men to have like healthy i think i it's a thing that i do see like developing in some of the people that i follow in places but like it's not definitely i see a lot of men online especially dudes who have like escaped and like averted the sort of like extremism pipeline like using their platform now to be like hey you guys are being like brainwashed uh-huh. absolutely absolutely <laughs> um speaking about you know having a good safe space to sort of be yourself and accept yourself and develop um another book that i wanted to just highlight is uh juliet takes a breath by uh gabby rivera mm. and celia Moscote. um it is in our lgbt highlight section of uh the graphic novels and uh, it's about the main character, Juliet, uh, and she comes out to her family, finally, as an adult, and is like, no, like, I am a lesbian, like, it doesn't matter what you think, like, I am gay, I'm gay. And it, they don't take it very well, and she ends up leaving and moving in with two, le- with, like, an older lesbian who lets her, like, crash, and it's just, it's so much about her developing like her own identity and like dealing with the pain of like having to deal with your family initially like rejecting you and being as cool to you as like you feel the rest of the world has been and you know it intersects in so many ways it's it's a lesbian it's a queer story it's uh you know a latin story it's the main character is plus size and 
you know, it just intersects in so many different places and, like, discusses so many, like, deeply important issues of, like, internalized, like, why do I feel badly about myself for being this way? Is it a real thing or is it something that I've, like, learned from anxiety or from society? And, like, also, like, having that safe space of that, like, older person to sort of, like, have her back, essentially, and, like, help introduce her to other, like, older, like, queer women yeah. and, and, like, ex like show her, like, no, you can live this way and it'll be okay. Like, people do it every day. That sounds great. It's a really wonderful comic. It's a quick read. I really recommend it if you haven't read it. Yeah, I'll check this one out for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot else, but if you guys have any more recommendations. Victoria? Yeah, I have... Um, I have one other. Um, okay. I know I have more than that okay. on my list, but it's uh, it's called Fine Print. It's by Lauren Asher. Um, yeah. I, I pretty much have like yelled at this book to everyone in the store and told them they have to get it. I don't it. think you've yelled at me about it. I, I'm I really impressed I with might have. I'm really impressed with like what you've managed to accomplish with this book in the store because it's a non returnable oh, wait, yes. book. And normally yeah. we wouldn't keep that on the shelves, but it, we are no. definitely as a, soon like, as he said non returnable, oh, I was like, I know exactly. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I like this was my first taste of Lauren Asher and I had found it on my e-reader and was like oh my god this this book is amazing um it is a grumpy sunshine romance in which Rowan who is the main guy is um come basically takes place in Florida and it's this Disney-like book. His grandpa basically made their version of Disneyland. Um, and they call it Dreamworld. Or Dreamland. I'm really... Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's okay. It's Disney, so it be the passion is there. My, my brain doesn't work anymore. I'm sorry. I have a baby. Um, <laughs> uh, you don't care. It's fine. But Rowan's biggest hang-up is uh, another trigger warning. He lost his mom at an early age, and it never really specifies in this book. We know the mom gets sick and dies, and that, that's what we know. Um, and because his dad isn't able to cope with that, he becomes an alcoholic and, and becomes really, like, not a good parent to his kids. Mm -hmm. Um and there's there's no excuse for that but when you think about it like he lost his soulmate so he should he have just gone, gone to like therapy talk to somebody yes um but rowan's biggest yes. hang up is is he doesn't want to fall in love because he's seen what a bad outcome can do and he's like it's not worth my time um and until he meets sora and she is, she deals with her own anxiety and depression issues. And she has had to learn that she is worth every ounce of good in the world. And that comes from her ex not treating her right, stealing her ideas where they both work, um, just being a downright asshole. Um, 
And and she at one point basically says to to Roman, like, you have to be in this. And he gets scared at something and kind of like runs away <laughs> until he realizes that every ounce of pain that could happen is worth it if there is all of that good. And I absolutely loved it because you saw Zara love herself enough to be like, this is everything I want. And it reminded me a lot of another book by uh, Lauren Asher throttled because that's how Maya was. She's like, this is what I want. This is what I'm worth. And if you can't give it to me, you need to go. Um, I love that so much. Yes, I do too. And, and fine print really like, I, I don't think I've stopped talking about it since I read it at the beginning of this year. Um, it's, it's... Yeah, no, you. I remember the first time you told me about it now, and I was, like, floored, and I'm floored all over again. Like, like the passion I, you bring when you're talking about this book is so good. I, like, and I, I, I've sent, I, like, I've tagged uh, the author and stuff I've done, and I just, there aren't words for how much I love this book, and how much I love the characters, and how they, A, love themselves, and then B, learn to love themselves as well. So everyone should go read it. You know what? I think that's going to be our last book of the episode. <laughs> like, that was just so, like, we're, we're done. We're good. We've done it. We've achieved what we set I hope, up. Yay! I hope that you all check out these beautiful recommendations from all of us. Um, even if you've read them, read them again. Read them again. But first, read them. the... Yeah, but, but first... You better read the book that Victoria just told you to read. <laughs> the, fine, forgetting. the Fine Print by Lauren Asher. The Fine Print by Lauren Asher. And the title will make sense so, once you read the book. Yeah, once you read <laughs> The Fine Print. <laughs> uh, Thank you all very much for listening, and thank you, Victoria, for hanging out with us Anytime. to discuss books. Uh, as always, all of the books we have discussed today will be in the description below with links to purchase them through our website, MissGalaxy.com. Thank you so much to Austin Farmer for the use of our intro and outro music cut from Kill the Farm Boy off of his album Bookshelf Symphony Orchestra. You can find a link below to his Spotify to go give that a listen, and go check out... Um, his new music project question mark that's available right mm. i think so that is a good question remember. i know that he has a book he had a book that released on january 1st uh i'm not sure what he's working on now actually all right well go go get austin farmer google and figure out what he's doing <laughs> <laughs> and tell him to come let us know <laughs> But to stay up to date on events, new releases, and all the other important info we forgot to share here today, follow us on all social media platforms at Missed Galaxy Books. And we will see you again soon in a galaxy not so far away. Bye. We've done it. We did it. Bye. minutes of audio that's just you. <laughs>
I was to be fair, I've only been recording for 48 seconds. Okay. Well, I have started I recording both in Zencaster and on Audacity. I, I just, just started on Audacity. The conversation was funny, so. Okay, so just to recap, Claire <laughs> is explaining how pizza, how pizza is, is a basically salad. a salad, if you really think about it. I think I'm on and Victoria's side here, and I'm going to. Uh... Is that the, the, the crust is the crouton. Uh-huh. And the cheese is the cheese. <laughs> and your pasta sauce is your tomatoes. And then if you get like veggies, like spinach and onions and olives and that kind of stuff I on don't your pizza. I trust people that put onions on their pizza. Well, I mean, I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying some people do. Some people put pineapple on their pizza. Peppers, though. I like peppers. I like. Pepper I do like pineapple pizza. on pizza, but only occasionally. No, you're gross, I like Harry. jalapeno on pizza. Jalapeno on pizza is good. There's a place in North Park that makes a pizza, they call it the PBJ, and it's friggin', um, it's jalapeno, bacon, and pepperoni. That say, sounds amazing. Tell me it's peanut butter. I think I've ordered, I think I've ordered that pizza, that exact pizza you're talking about before. Oh, uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the place. I'm curious, though. Damn it, David, this is the one you're supposed to send me the, the answer. He's just letting He's looking it up. in silence. I think he also can't remember, because it's been a while. What is that sound? This? Some jangling. Yeah. Yeah. It's my pen. What are you playing with? Oh, it's a very noisy Sicilian pen. Sicilian thing. Yes, it's, yes, yes, yes. It's my popcorn Shout pen. out. You need to stop touching that right now or I'm going to be right here. <laughs> Bad. It's, it's Bad it's podcast. my fault that my pen has a little popcorn bucket and a popcorn on it. That's very funny. It seems like it is exactly your fault because you like chose the pen. <laughs> I mean, no. It just no. came to her one night. It's it, just, just in her desk up now. And it was in her hand. Yes, exactly. It just it came to me from Disneyland. It's not my fault. Oh. Okay. You put it down. Okay, so that. tell me about what is how is this Becca you're leading this podcast, right? Sure. Okay. Cuz I've I'm not <laughs> very little idea. Dope. Yeah, I'm ready. Cool. Do you want me to intro? Yeah. Uh, do we want to do? Do we want to do a clap just so I can line this audio up? Because sure. we all started at different times. Sure. Okay. Let's just do like a three, two, one clap. Okay. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three, two, one. That was. <laughs> that, where were that, you, that, Victoria Dan? <laughs> That'll work. I'll make it work. What are you talking about? I heard it. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. You should be. I'm just going to bail right now. Bye. (gasps) Okay, bye. Okay. Okay. See how that is, Becca? I'm not going to lend you pixels of you now.